Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Daily Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 206 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us today as we continue our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials covering Doctrine and Covenants uh, Sections 81 to 83 in July the 19th to July the 25th. And today we're starting our look at Doctrine and Covenants Section 82. Now for me, Knowing the background and context of these sections is really key because when we look at the first verse of Doctrine and Covenants section 82, it's even more impressive and even more incredible and awe-inspiring really to know what has happened recently uh, when we then read what ha- what is said in verse 1, which is of course given by the Lord. Now, to start with, um, these first seven verses are about making sure that we forgive others, uh, making sure that we um, are merciful to others, and also that we are to repent as well. Uh, And in these first seven verses, we see about the need to forgive others. In verse 1 it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, my servants, that inasmuch as you have forgiven one another your trespasses, even so I, the Lord, forgive you. Now, there's a couple of reasons why the Lord is, teach- the Lord is teaching us, us this here. Firstly, because obviously we need to know it. But also, at this time, with the background and context, there were some arguments and discussions going on between Edward Partridge and Joseph Smith previously about the land of Zion and if it was the right place and what land should be purchased. And Sidney Rigdon had perhaps a little more struggle to forgive Edward Partridge for, for speaking up against the prophet. Um, and so the fact that this section came, you know, on the heels of this kind of contention again uh, between the two individuals when uh, they arrived back in Missouri um, is clearly heaven sent. The Lord knew that his church could not be separated so soon and that he would need time to and ask, well, more that the people who are fulfilling his work would need the time to be able to do that. Um, but also what I find interesting is that this verse was the first verse that was given in our Doctrine and Covenants chronologically after the um, the mob violence, which gave a lot of damage to the Prophet Joseph, to Sidney Rigdon, as well as costing the life of one of his adopted children as well. And yet the first verse that is given is that they should forgive one another, and even as the Lord forgives us. And how difficult must that be, uh, especially when such horrible things have been done to you? thinking about how the Lord is able to overcome all and strengthen us um, if we are able to forgive each other. Um, as it goes on in verse 3, we get the uh, the well-known verse, For of him unto whom much is given, much is required. And he who, who sins against the greater light will receive the greater condemnation. Now, I think that sometimes this verse is used as a kind of a stick to beat members of the church. Because, you know, we're members of the church, we should know better. We have had baptism, we have made covenants with Christ, we have the temple, we have living day prophets and, uh, prophets and apostles. And yet, we you know, we all make mistakes. Um, but obviously we have a, a requirement, a mandate, an invitation, uh, as we receive more light and more direction and guidance to act on that more and to have more required of us. Now, hopefully those who have really undergone that change, see that excitement and value um, 
in having responsibility and having further uh, light and knowledge revealed to them. But of course, um, that means again that there is a bigger need for them to stay true. Uh, and that's why the sons of perdition have to be people or individuals who have gone all the way to the stage where they know that the Christ is the saviour, that they have literally physical evidence or have had evidences in their life which are undeniable um, and have had this true witness of the Holy Spirit in their heart as well, and yet they've denied that. That is then when they are go so far away. Um, and that's mirrored here in this verse 3, I think, about having much given and then therefore much required. Uh, as we move on, uh, it talks about how we need to be careful. In verse 5 it says, Wherefore, what I say unto one, I say unto all, watch for the adversary spreadeth, watch for the adversary spreadeth his dominions, and darkness reigneth. Um, this is uh, an important reminder that the adversary is still out there and is still working his best uh, to try and pull people away from Christ. And even though the, the last days we are in them, you know, he is still about and he is causing that difficulty and that struggle uh, to perhaps teach and testify to others. And then in verse 7, we get a very interesting verse, which again has been a verse which has caused maybe perhaps some more shame than needed. Um, in verse 7, it says, And now verily I say unto you, I, the Lord, will not lay your any sin to your charge. Go your ways and sin no more. But unto that soul who sinneth shall the former sins return, saith the Lord your God. Now, this seems to indicate here that, and I remember being taught this in seminary and in other places as well, that if we are trying to repent of something and we make progress, we do really well with it, um, but then we slip up, you know, a, a while later, um, that this scripture in theory teaches us that those sins that we've repented of and we've moved, tried to move away from before all fall upon us again until we repent. Um, and I don't know, looking at the merciful, loving, charitable God that we've seen so far in these sections, I'm not so sure I understand that until uh, we understand um, that the Lord is speaking to a specific group of brethren here. So that could be one explanation, actually, is that the invitation to... Um, lay aside those sins that he has been speaking about before, go their ways and sin no more, is the Lord speaking to these individuals at this time. Um, and then unto the soul that sinneth shall the former sins re return, saith the Lord. So again, in this situation, it could be saying to, um, to us today that this... Well, it, basically, that the context here is important, and it could be applied, being applied to these brethren, and for us, perhaps this may not be necessarily the case with all our sins. That everything that we've done wrong falls back upon us uh, when we make a mistake, or even that same mistake, um, because that would be very disheartening. And you know, progress and development is an important part of the gospel, helping us to improve over time. And so, this idea of having his sins returned to us, even though a number of chapters before we've had the Lord say that he will remember them no more, seems at first to be a bit contradictory. But when you think about the context of this, this would be uh, perhaps a situation where it may apply uh, to those individuals on this particular action and discussion. Um, so that is something to be aware of with that verse, just to be careful with that, because it can be 
uh, a disheartening verse at times. Anyway, thank you very much for listening today uh, to this study. We'll continue with with this particular section tomorrow. Um, Please do follow the podcast on Facebook, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And you can uh, email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Thank you very much for your time. And until we meet again.